morning and welcome to Fitzroy Sunday Service Online on the 31st of January 2021. And that date can only mean one thing. Four Corners Festival begins tonight. John Paul Lederach, Padraig Otuma, Raquel McKee, Gladys Ganiel, Johnny Fitch I believe tonight at 7.30. Please go on the website and check out the times of that and sign in for it and you can watch it uh, tonight and beyond. Uh, I hope you don't mind that because uh, the festival starts today, a bit of a festival-centric service uh, later on. I'll be praying the theme of the festival and Father Martin will be doing the reading and a little bit of a plug for the festival. If you're a Fitzroy person, then please check out the website. I've just been told that you may be a member of the website and not get a newsletter because you have signed or ticked something on the GDPR box, which means you have not uh, allowed us to send you the newsletter. That may be what you wish, but if you want the newsletter to tell you what's happening during the week, then please uh, change that on the site, etc., etc. Let us be still for a moment. Be still and know that I am God. And in knowing that, know who we are as humans, and who I am as me. Lord, help us to breathe in the presence of God, and then to breathe out the presence of God. In Jesus' name, Amen.
As we pray this morning, I am thinking of the theme for the Four Corners Festival starting tonight. Last March, we considered that COVID was something that was taking the breath, literally, from people. The George Floyd murder uh, in Minneapolis when he said, I can't breathe. And we were turned to a song that Johnny Fitch and I wrote a number of years ago, Breathe In, Breathe Out, which was about another sectarian event in Belfast where we wanted to breathe in the warm, sweet breath of God's love and then be breathing that out across the city. And the theme for the festival became Breathe, Ruach, the Old Testament word for spirit and breath. So let me pray this morning uh, for our city and then that the festival might be a resource that helps our city and ourselves in Fitzroy and me personally to breathe in the warm sweet breath of God's love and breathe out the warm sweet breath of God's love. Let us pray together. Our God, when we think of our city or our world, we are aware that in the last ten months we have had the breath knocked out of us. Not only with COVID, but with sectarianism always going on around us. Racist attacks like the one in the Belfast Multicultural Association building that used to be a Fitzroy building. Donegal Pass Presbyterian met in that building and some of us worshipped there in the earlier part of our lives. A racist hate crime knocking the breath out of people's lives. Domestic abuse lord knocking the breath out of our lives. Business uncertainty, Lord, in these strange times, knocking the breath out of us. Brexit's uncertainty, knocking the breath out of us. And the pressures in hospitals with so many of our members in Fitzroy working on that front line, breathless, weary. Oh, there's been illness, grief, isolation. It's not only the physical that we're feeling, but there's pressures on our mental, spiritual and emotional lives. The breath is being knocked from us. And so this morning we pray, Lord, across our city, across our little congregation, and into our own lives that you would breathe your warm, sweet breath of love, comfort, strength and resilience as we breathe in Lord may we breathe in your warm sweet breath of love and Lord we're aware this morning that we have a city and a world that needs that warm sweet breath of love breathed upon it. Lord may we be your breath moving over the face of the deep. May we be a particle of your light glowing over the hills of morning. May we be your resource 
to breathe out the sweet breath of love and comfort and strength and resilience to all those that we may meet, although that is less now physically, but to those we intentionally reach out to in social media or by phone or by letter or by however else, maybe even just prayer at a distance, Lord, may we be a resource, a breathing out across the city. And Lord, we pray for the Four Corners Festival this week. We pray, Lord, that that would be an opportunity for churches to gather together and to breathe in the breath knocked out. That it may be a place where people who've never been to church might come to our events on mental health, our events on domestic abuse, our events on racism, or paramilitary beatings, that people might be able to find a space that they would breathe in the warm, sweet breath of your love. And we pray that it might be a resource for all of us as we are breathers out. We pray that as we gather together morning and evening for prayer, that as we listen to the more spiritual incisive biblical parts of the week that as we take in all the people whose breath has been knocked out as we consider them that you would resource us to know how to respond that you would resource us to be diligent and committed and compassionate towards our city Lord, we pray that you would use us this week to breathe the warm, sweet breath of God's love across Belfast. That all of us in the week ahead would breathe in and breathe out. That the Ruach spirit and breath of God would so refresh us that dry bones would find muscle and flesh and come alive and dance even at a time when it seems that all is against us. We pray it Lord in Jesus name. Amen.
to say a few words about Four Corners Festival, which begins this evening at 7pm with John Paul Lederach, who's especially esteemed in the area of peacebuilding. And uh, in response to his talk, we'll have two of our local poets, Padre Gautuma and Raquel McKee. Uh, tomorrow evening, uh, there'll be a film show called Rough. It's a dark comedy. And it's a sort of a satire on the whole question of what until recently were called paramilitary style attacks. And that will be followed by a panel discussion on the issue. Uh, Tuesday, uh, the afternoon event, there will be a workshop on resilience. And it's certainly for uh, youth workers, teachers. But it also might be very appropriate for parents to tune into that as well. Um, because obviously there's a, uh, the whole issue of resilience is important for all of us. And then on the Tuesday evening, we're looking at the question of how contemplative prayer uh, can be a help to keep our sanity as the phrase goes. And uh, Wednesday, uh, it's the issue of race. We're looking at the whole question of diversity, and uh, especially relevant to us here in Belfast uh, in the light of the attack recently on the uh, Belfast Multicultural Association building in the south of the city. And then on Thursday, we're going to tackle the issue of domestic abuse, uh, which is, is very much an issue for people in our society. And Friday, we continue with our In Conversations event. Uh, this time, Steve will be in conversation with Duke Special. Then on Saturday, I want to mention the wonderful Wander. More details in the programme about it. And then the Saturday evening, a variety of uh, different creative events called the Art of Life and Breath. And then the Sunday, we are um, on morning service. And then in the evening time, the final event is called Breathe Out. And uh, we would see that as an event in which we are encouraged to go back into um, our lives, our community, our world, and to breathe out the imagination of God's grace. The reading... For the service today is from Mark's Gospel, 
chapter 1, beginning at verse 21. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them with, as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked one another, What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee.
age myself now by taking us back to a film of oh, 20 years ago, Braveheart. You must remember it if you're as old as me. William Wallace, that great Scottish freedom fighter, is trying to take on the English. And the other Scottish leaders, or so-called Scottish leaders, have been doing deals with a, an oppressive England king to line their own pockets. And Wallace, he's got this rabble army together that uh, don't look like very much. But he's lined them up to take on the Scots. And he comes to them and he gives them the big speech. And he uh, tries to psych them up for the battle. He's on his horse in front of them and he's he's riding up and down and he's 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 giving them that enthusiasm that you would want in a good rugby dressing room with the Six Nations about to descend. And his mate shouts up at him, Fine speech, now what do we do? Just be yourselves, he says. And what are you going to be doing? And Wallace, as he rides out, shouts back, I'm going to pick a fight. I'm going to pick a fight. Around the same time, actually, Chris Fry, and long before any of us were in Fitzroy, had given me a Mark Eitzel album, and a song on it called Sleep uh, had the words, Alter boys look good in lace, but they are not known for their guts or nature. Goodness is not some pretty picture you paint, it's shaking your fist into the face of danger. Two images here of taking on powers. William Wallace, I'm going to pick a fight. Mark Eitzel, songwriter, wee bit unsure about the strength or robustness of the altar boy or the church saying that goodness is not a pretty picture to paint. It's shaking your fist into the face of danger. Shaking your fist and picking a fight. It all came to me this week as I spent time in this incredible lectionary reading that Father Martin read for us earlier. Because it seems to me that in this lectionary reading, Jesus is shaking his fist and picking a fight. The commentator suggests even that the demons in this particular, the demon-possessed man, the disturbed man, that as he says to Jesus, what are you doing? Are you coming here to destroy us? Might as well have said to Jesus, why have you come here to pick a fight with us? Mark's interesting because what Mark's trying to do in his gospel is very clearly give a sense of who Jesus is. The identity of Jesus and the authority of Jesus is very dear to how Mark edits probably the first gospel that anybody did write. And we see that what we have in Mark chapter 1, if you've been following us in Fitzroy, because the lectionary has taken us in Mark chapter 1, and we have already seen how Jesus has declared the good news. Good news, believe the good news, and repent, and turn the world around, and turn yourself around. There's an alternative reality that's arrived on planet Earth. He has then gone along the seashore and begun to pick up almost that rabble army companions 
mate's gang of sorts that William Wallace had. And they've started to follow him. So Jesus, he's declared, he's come out from under that rock of carpentry that he's been under for 30 years. And he's beginning to just turn up the heat of the word having become flesh and moved into the neighbourhood. What is it like when the word becomes flesh and moves into the neighbourhood? It should shake the neighbourhood. And that's what's beginning to happen here as Jesus goes into the synagogue. And as he starts to teach the people, they suddenly realised, Eugene Peterson puts it wonderfully, he said, as he taught them, they were surprised at his teaching because he was so forthright, so confident, no quibbling or quoting the religious leaders and scholars. He knew what he was saying as one having authority and not as the scribes. I picked that phrase up when I was in Sunday school. I love that phrase. And so I would use it um, when Kevin De Bruyne curls in a free kick from 30 years or 30 yards. I would say uh, he hit that as one having authority and not as the scribes. If I, when I was younger and played golf and, and had a screamer up the middle with my driver, I would say, Whoa, that was one having authority and not as the scribes. Here is what the people are beginning to see in Jesus. His identity. His authority is beginning to make its mark. He's arrived. He's declared himself. He started the gang. And now he's going to eyeball the powers of the world. Suddenly, while still in the meeting, Eugene Peterson says, he was interrupted by a man who was deeply disturbed, yelling out, What business do you have here with us, Jesus Nazarene? I know what you're up to. You're the Holy One of God and you've come to destroy us. Why have you come to pick a fight with us, this disturbed man says? You've come here to destroy us. Jesus in his identity and in all his authority is colliding and clashing with the ways of the world. And again, can I say that this conversion experience, this authority and identity that Jesus brings, this repenting and this overturning of the tables and what he is trying to do is not about a few petty little habits. I had a hilarious moment this week where petty little habits went down into my notes and and I kept hearing this song in my head about petty little habits. And I was thinking, what is that song? Is it is it Tom Petty? Is it, uh, who is it? Is it Jason Isbell? And just as I went to Google and find out who it was because it had been causing me that, you know where you're hearing this little line and you can't work out where it's from? Two days that haunted me. And then I realised it was the song that Johnny and I wrote for uh, Pentecost last year with some great guitar from uh, John Trinder, uh, Bonfire and a Hurricane. Jesus didn't come to take away our petty little habits. Jesus came to overthrow the powers of the world. And the powers of the world fear this Jesus. It has always been the case. Herod, as soon as the baby is born, fears he fears who has come here to destroy me who has come here to pick a fight might have been the ideas that were going on in Herod's head Pilate later on he washes his hands he's not sure his wife has a bit of a dream and he knows that he's eyeballing something more than seems to be in front of him the powers of this world do not like being in the presence of this Jesus They've come to destroy. And so this particular scene where this demon-possessed man has his demons cast out 
Some commentators have said, and I'm really going for it this week, that it's Jesus confronting the powers of his day, and the powers of his day in this situation are the Jewish leaders. He's gone into the synagogue. He has come with authority. He's teaching with confidence. The people around are noticing that he is making a difference, and they realise that this might be their destruction at least those who know who he is and never say well if they knew who he was surely they would respond by worshipping him because Herod read the scriptures and discovered who he was and still set out to kill him but for us today where we are in 2021 what are the powers I've been asking that this week the powers of Jesus day couldn't deal with his presence couldn't deal with his authority so what powers is it at the moment that should be shuddering when the presence of Jesus comes around where are those powers what are they how do they affect us and how does Jesus cast them out as I say I've been reading and trying to review for at least two weeks the Pope's book let us dream I read it for a couple of weeks and then I tried to review it for a couple of weeks and I finally got there and if you want to read the Anderson'stown News webpage it's right on there and you can read the whole thing. But I'm going to bring out a couple of things that I think the Pope brings out about the powers of today because what he's trying to do in this book, he's trying to look at COVID, the stoppage of COVID and he's trying to ask the question how can we use this opportunity of COVID to get rid of the old world order and to bring in a new world order? To take the stoppage as a chance to repent, to see where the sin is and to see how a better day could be. That's really what the Pope's talking about in Let Us Dream. He talks about our private demons. He talks about our isolated conscience. He talks about our hyper-individualism. We need to get rid of those powers. Powers that have been constructed by all kinds of different things in our society. But powers that say we are private and isolated and we should have that. I think it's interesting that we feel isolated in this COVID-19 lockdown time because if you go to uh, townships that I spent a lot of my time on you find that people are not so isolated. People don't build big fences between their houses. People say to the person beside them when they're playing cold play too loud will you turn that up because it'll save my batteries in my little shack. We've made ourselves very individual. We've put the fences up. We've put our security in. We have tried to make ourselves into isolated consciences. We live for ourselves. The world tells us to live for ourselves. Every TV ad is all about us making us better. The Pope suggests that that's a private demon. That's an isolated conscience. That's hyper-individualism that is a power of the day and needs cast out by the identity and authority of a Jesus who comes with a completely different message. And the Pope takes on the business world. And I've taken on the business world, but I've supported the business world. And I've wrestled during COVID with what I want to support in the business world and why I have a little bit of suspicion about the business world. And so the Pope takes this on. He says, I criticise self-evidently fictitious idea. I criticise the self-evidently fictitious idea that wealth must be allowed to roam unhindered in order to provide prosperity to all. It's this idea out here 
that there's an unaccountable, an unaccountable business sense where we have to allow wealth to roam unhindered across the world. Unhindered, unaccountable, anarchic in order to provide prosperity for all, which is proving not to be the case. I read somewhere in one of my blogs uh, from 20 years ago that three people in the world owned more than 60 countries in the world. So whatever it is that is this fictitious idea of wealth being allowed to roam unhindered, it isn't bringing justice or equality or good for all. In fact, the Pope says to put the economy at the service of the people, to build peace and justice and defend Mother Earth. Now that's a business plan that I will endorse and go with. Oh yes to the capitalist business plan that puts the economy at the service of the people to build peace and justice and to defend the environment against the attacks that unfettered business activities are killing off my father's art and creation. We need to get rid of our own selfishness, our own self-absorption. It's a power of the day and Jesus wants to shake his fists and have a fight with it. He wants to cast it out of us as individuals and as a community. The Four Corners Festival this week we will be looking at paramilitary beatings in a in a black comedy film called Rough on Monday Night. We'll be looking at how we might breathe in to the mental challenges in Resilience Day on Tuesday and different parts of the day doing different things. We'll be looking at racism and how that knocks the breath out of people coming to live in our country. We're looking at domestic abuse. We're trying to look at the powers that are knocking our breath out of us in Belfast and we're wanting to challenge them. We're wanting to give us space to think about them. We're wanting to give us space to consider how the churches might change those things with the teaching of Jesus' authority. What's going on here? The people are asking. This is a new teaching. What does it say? He speaks as one having authority and not as the scribes. Mark Eitzel in that song, Sleep. The altar boys, they're all looking well with lace. But goodness is not a pretty picture. Goodness is shaking our fists at the danger. Nick Cave, who has actually written, the, the, the rock star Nick Cave, has written a beautiful introduction to the book of Mark for a, a little series of separate books of the Bible that were brought out in uh, the late 90s or the mid to late 90s. Nick Cave did Mark and he talks in that introduction about how much he loves Mark and how much when he was growing up, he, well let me let me read it to you. He says, I spent my, my pre-teen years singing in the Wangaratta Cathedral Choir. The Hulahans will be able to tell us where Wangaratta is. The Wangaratta Cathedral Choir. And even at that age I recall thinking what a wishy-washy affair the whole thing was. The Anglican Church, it was the decaf of worship and Jesus was their Lord. He talked about rejecting that but later on in the Gospel of Mark finding something more robust. Finding the real authority of Jesus. Finding the real identity of Jesus as one who picks a fight with the powers that are. And he says, it is Christ's divine inspiration 
versus the dull rationalism of those around him. That's how he describes Mark's gospel. Christ's divine inspiration, identity and authority versus the dull rationalism of those around him. And that's what gave Mark's narrative its tension and its drive, Kiev says. And then he says, Christ came as a liberator. Christ understood that we are humans forever held to the ground by the pull of gravity, our ordinariness and our mediocrity. And it was through his example, Christ's example, that he gave our imaginations the freedom to fly. In short, to be Christ-like. Nick Cave, finding what it's like to be Christ-like in the identity and authority of the Jesus of Mark's gospel. Here is the good news. Repent and turn around. Come and follow me. And I'm going in to the very heart of the powers of the world. The powers of the world that affect Stockman as an individual. The powers of the world that are knocking the breath out of Belfast. Jesus says, I am going in there. And when we go in there with the authority of Jesus and with the real identity of Jesus, then those powers, then those powers are going to say, why have you come here to pick a fight? Shaking our fists and picking fights with the powers of this world to overthrow them and bring a new kingdom on earth as in heaven. The Four Corners Festival is a small contribution to that. Please use it this week. Please be involved in it this week. And use it as a resource for us as a church to be a witness to Christ among the powers of the world we live in.
Thank you for being with us. Don't forget, after the service, send a message, text, letter, phone call, connect with somebody, have fellowship with somebody. Seeing somebody can make their day and make our day different as well. It's breathing out the presence of God. Hope to see you at Four Corners Festival during the week, starting tonight. And uh, there's some great stuff there. Fourcornersfestival.com. Check in, book in, and make the most of those events. Let's share the benediction one with the other. Let's allow our eyes to fall shut. Let's imagine those people around you in church normally, or your group of friends, and breathe out this blessing upon them. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. Amen.